The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Welcome to the Security Box Podcast 149. On this podcast, we may or may not have a moron. We'll definitely have news, notes, and landscape coverage, and a topic talking about a threat we thought was long gone. The podcasted edition, which was broadcasted over the independent channel of 98.6 The Mix on Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, is coming right up. Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book files from the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff, and if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people, and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives, so I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir. But we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir. I'm not interested in that. 
I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Security Box Program 149. And Clubhouse will not be getting a replay because when we set it up, we I, uh, we uh, thought it was set, but found out it was not. So sorry about that. Nick is unavailable today. Terry said he'd try and make it. If I'm alone, I'm alone. That's sort of how the program is going to go today. How's everybody doing? It's been one crazy interesting week in the landscape. And, uh... Of course, our biggest topic... Which I will more than likely be doing alone... Is going to be covering emotes. Yes, I even have a file that we are going to play to. As it turns out, <clears throat> we have two complete morons. So, <sighs> definitely an interesting show. And, um, I'm just going to move, or copy a file anyway, so that I can find it later. So, our second actual moron is going to be one of those that, uh, probably should get one because the company doesn't understand no. And when I actually gave them questions that they were pretty much not even going able to answer, Besides saying their customers are happy, well, do you have uh, a certain demographic? 
Yeah, I've got at least one moron. We'll just go ahead and get unstarted, and however this is going to go, it's going to go. So, uh, let's start with some news. And uh, for those who normally get the replay on Clubhouse, sorry, uh, some of the rooms I know I remember didn't get changed, and I've asked for some assistance to change them, and as I opened this room, it was not set for public consumption, so no replay. I've opened it back up, but I can't set replay. So no replay today on Clubhouse. Sorry about that. We're usually more careful about that. But don't fret. You can catch it on our website at emailhostsecurity.com. Now Nick's going to be out today. He's got other commitments. So. Let's go ahead and uh, load. Our one file. I'm going to play it later. First, I want to go through the news. You can follow along by going to jaredtech.help. The first item talks about VMware. They did release patches for software, which is good, but now they're being exploited in the wild. So if you use this piece of software, please make sure you pick up a copy of the latest and uh, make sure you check this article out. I will get to the one underneath it as part of our second moron of the podcast. But one of the biggest things that I think this user base needs to be aware of is that uh, APT28, which is... uh, been around for 
a very long time. They uh, now targeted Roundcube, which is a web-based email client, which we have on jaredreimer.net and associated sites. I personally prefer the desktop client, but I know that people may want choice, so you have choice. You can still email and uh, I don't exactly understand. I know that uh, it's targeting Ukraine, but we should be well aware of it because you never know who could target you. You know, I keep talking about emails I got to my list.jaredreimer.net email address, which isn't public, or at least too public. But actors sent attachments telling me that I had packages and they were ransomware attacks. Thanks to our good friends at uh, Virus Total. So, Hackers Breach UK. Uh, oh, I don't know what happened there. I, I, I don't know what happened there, but uh, you can get a link to the article in there. Microsoft is now owned. And came through Cybercrime Magazine, and I also posted this to the list. I do like data breaches, although I don't like the way they do their RSS, but there's, I'm not going to complain about it. But in this case, I had to get it from there. I haven't seen anything else from some of my other sources. Terry wanted to come in and talk about it, and he might end up coming Microsoft admitted it was targeted in Cybertech called Anonymous Sudan. This is the name of the group. And um, you might want to view the uh, web version instead of the RSS because that could probably link to other sources but uh, it's basically a short blurb of what's going on over there um, as Anonymous Sudan is something completely different than what we've seen before in the industry
going to ping Mr. Terry. I know that uh, Nick is not available, so he's not going to get pinged. But uh, this is something that I think should be notated because of the way they're going about it. In fact, Terry subscribed to Cybercrime Magazine, which we are going when on uh, we are going to link to their webpage at cybercrime.radio. In the next TSB update, I've actually made some slight modifications to the links list to cover what pages were inside the domain and what pages led outside of the domain. And this is going to allow us to uh, go ahead and I think after the program, I'm going to, in fact, link to some of our sources like Krebs on Security, CyberScoop. Uh, we're going to have Cybercrime Magazine listed there. Um, and others. So we're going to... Um, we're going to do that. Uh, and then uh, those links are going to be on every page of EMHS. So uh, we're actually going to do, you know, uh, a section, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, that'll be podcasts and um, sources of reading. So we'll link to Cybercrime Radio, then we're going to link to CyberScoop, Krebs on Security, Fish Labs. Um, their blog, anyway. I believe they had actually just changed names. I saw something on my feed over on Mastodon, so I don't I have to see if we're even still getting fish labs. Anyhow, it is what it is. So by default, no antivirus program searches remote des the remote desktop protocol, which allows you to go ahead and <coughs> get uh, you know share files and things, which makes sense in the overall scheme of things. But. Uh, Now people can exfiltrate files using the remote desktop protocol. There's, the article is talking about an RD stealer malware. New RD stealer malware steals from drives share, shared over remote desktop. You, Everything we come up with that could help us do our jobs better like I'm at home grandma's at home grandma needs help 
You know, that's a good thing, but then then people are going to try and find ways to break it and make it harder for us to do our jobs. I don't I don't like that. But then again, they're there to make our lives a living hell. Maybe you need to read this if you use RDP more than I do, but uh, definitely something. So if things haven't been bad for Twitter, um, you've got about 20,000 employees who basically are told you need to file your cases in arbitration because of Twitter's clause. Because uh, a lot of people were probably wrongfully terminated over at Twitter. And uh, they probably have very legitimate cases. And we've been covering Twitter for a very, very long time. Um, You know, uh, we've been covering them since before the fallout and Musk's takeover. And I'm not going to sit here and bash Elon Musk. Um, the media is sort of doing that already. Uh, we've blogged about it. We've talked about it. That's not what this is about. It's about, you know, 20,000 employees who basically lost their jobs and said, hey, uh, we were terminated. We didn't do anything wrong. Um, of course, we know that um, the severance pay was. Uh, I think supposed to be was it six months to a year, but he only gave three months, and it became a big, huge deal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I put a dollar sign there, there, but at least two thousand people. Maybe having $2,000 or more in lost wages. You know, uh, the, these people are probably making a, a bunch of money. Um, but apparently, Musk didn't read the fine print before he uh, took over the company. You, if you're interested in all of what's going on on Twitter, we've got an uh, interesting article on there. Hacked Forms got a very interesting update. Apparently, um, uh, them and a bunch of others were hacked. 4,000 members were leaked. And uh, who could have possibly had anything to do with it? It's actually good for us that their information's out there. Maybe they'll finally go, oh, crap. Uh, Maybe we don't like this that much. Maybe we want to do something about it. Or maybe they just won't care. I'd say it's good for us that their information's out there. Then, um, 
you know, law enforcement can know exactly who they are and if they've done anything to violate law. The FBI can get in there and go, oh, uh, 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 here's some handcuffs. So I say, good. Go for it. Uh, okay, here's one. I just posted this in a bit of a hurry. Former TikTok exec, Chinese Communist Party had God mode into a God mode entry to U.S. data. We already kind of knew this, you know, listening to, you know, TikTok's whole ordeal. And um, I could, in fact, go find that 49-minute podcast that uh, I put in, a, in into several folders in, re, in regards to... Uh, that whole uh, ordeal that somebody sat through for a podcast and uh, it was definitely definitely not something that uh, they enjoyed Uh, but the long and the short of it is that uh, they Uh, maybe, uh, maybe they uh, are getting what they deserve more bad publicity maybe I'm the one that should say I told you so this came from the Malwarebytes newsletter I just went ahead and pressed it because uh, what am I going to say you know besides I told you so uh, hello the, the the guy who runs the company is like, well, what do you mean? Uh, whatever it was, he was they were asking, and he's like, well, of course. Uh, I mean, I found it funny when they were talking about Wi-Fi. It's like, well, of course you need to connect to Wi-Fi to use the app. That's how that's how the internet works. And they're like, well, do you, you know, collect data and you know, including the Wi-Fi data? Uh, we don't collect Wi-Fi data. Yeah, well... I mean, anyway. it was it was absolutely awful, that particular article. I think I should say, I told you so. Terry, okay. welcome to the security box. You are on the air. Uh, as we know, this room's not being, uh, reco- uh, being recorded for uh, Clubhouse, but that's okay. We'll make sure that these others are fixed. <laughs> Um, oh, I was. I'm going through some of the blog, and I haven't played any of the morons yet. But uh, you had a story which we touched on that I thought that you wanted to touch on, and that was the article talking about Microsoft. Yes, getting. Owned by mm. a new group out, new group out there, anonymous called Sudan. Anonymous Sudan. Yes. So, uh, you heard the podcast first. Go for it. Um, to make the long story short, um, they ended up shutting down a bunch of their services. Um, 
Microsoft, OneDrive, uh, some of the some other services that, and they said to get a program that will give you an extra layer of protection. And I can't remember the name of the program. It's probably in the article. But yeah, when I heard this, I had to let Jared know about this new group that we got to watch out for. So. And not only that, did you remember what they said? They were, I mean, they, they actually did their damage using a VPN. A VPN. Whether it was paid, like, uh, they didn't say. Um, they didn't say. So, I mean, it, but it did say that they did rent cloud storage from somewhere. So, I mean. They did say that. You know, um, they could have just paid for a, you know, Dropbox for a, for a month or just to get the done and then just let it lapse and who knows. Well, Dropbox wouldn't have the space. I mean, unless they paid for the unlimited for for a month, that would that would be. Uh... Yeah, but that's also fifteen dollars a user. Per account, and you you yeah. can only have a limited amount of users. So, like you can only buy a minimum of three user accounts. That's forty five dollars a month. You know what's forty five dollars to a cyber criminal? Right, they'll just get it and you know go fish somebody and get the money or like. There was a lady that they were talking about. Uh, it was a romance scam. Got over. I haven't listened million to that yet. That's going to be an interesting twenty-minute listen when I get to that later. It was. It was an interesting one. But these are the types of so. things I keep telling people to talk about because um, we all remember Podcast sixty-nine and and the story that was told re- in regards to that whole ordeal. Um, and one of my listeners like, you know, this is from this is similar to a situation I went I've been going through and, and we let them talk and it's you know, it's we need to have people come out and tell their story. So I'm glad that Cybercrime Radio is is doing that. And I was talking about adding <coughs> a section you know, for podcasts and uh, sources of reading. So I'm gonna I actually changed EMHS's links section to put, you know, links inside the website and links outside the website. And then I'm going to have another section for podcasts and um, further reading. So we're going to, re- we're going to, well, the technology, let's see, it's, it's uh, I'd have to look real quick, but uh, I know I linked to jaredreimer.net. Well, I mean, and the technology blog. This woman basically talked about how this person got in touch with her, saying, you know, hey, sweetie, you know, blah, 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 you know, trying to get to be her love interest. And she said, oh, you got to send me money for this, you know, after, you know, a few months of talking. And she actually started developing feelings. And, um, you know, then they the, the the one of the keys is for scamming, and this is the you know 
how I've learned too is uh, uh, when they say, "Hey, go, let's go over to," as they call it now, I think it's called Hangouts now. And you know, I've had that happen once, but I didn't fall for it. Um, and they go by fake names and fake stuff all, all the time. I mean. It, she could, you, this person can use the name, you know, Megan, for example, and be his name could be John, you know. So we don't know who's actually doing it, and it could be a team of people. It could be just one person. Um, they think that these two people were working together because this person was on plenty of fish that she got in touch with too. And she's like, Oh yeah. This person's like, Oh yeah, I'm a hacker and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Well, she ended up paying over a hundred thousand dollars for her money. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a definitely an interesting read. So. so yes, I did link to the tech tech podcast. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the tech podcast. Maybe I'll do, um, because uh, I think I labeled it outside links. Uh, let's see. Um, I could do. I mean, you can always put a link to their website on your website, I and mean, then you could just link to their podcast. Every week. Well, that's what that's what we're 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 linking to their website, cybercrime.radio. Yeah. So nice. it's so I have it as other links outside of the domain. So maybe so I put these links are outside of EMHS's or EMHS itself. So maybe I'll just leave the list as is. Because it's all outside of EMHS, and I'll just—it's not going to be in any particular order. Although the tech blog was, and you know, uh, was listed first, but you know, um, maybe I'll just leave it that way. Because I have a section that says that I'm going to have um, website links. And those are to you know the various pages inside the the thing like TSB's directory, um, you know how did you get started with this? You know what's going on with the landscape now? The resources, which includes all of our books and other you know companies and things. So maybe I'll just list you know Fish Labs, you know the Fish Labs blog, Cyber Scoop, Krebs on Security within this larger list of outside websites. And so maybe that's the better way to go. And there was a program that they said on there that can detect, can basically almost do like a background check on these fishers. And I can't remember what the program was called because um, I think it's like Social Fish or something or... Um, something like that. Well, maybe um, we need to start figuring out who's doing all of this, and we're, we should start contacting them and seeing if we can get them to, uh, fished for, uh, uh, whatever it is, and 
I mean, I was just thinking, you know, uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun uh, to get them at their own game? I gotta find out when Noble Four is gonna do their next uh, event. I'd like to go to one of their seminars. Um, but I gotta. I'll, I'll, see, what to I about, I'll see what I can do about that. Because I get emails from them. I can go on their website. So. No. I think what about that button. arbitration claims thing that Twitter uh, seems to have gotten yeah. themselves into? It seems as though. Uh, Musk didn't read the fine print before he signed everything, did he? Dope, he just signed away. Because he just he now twenty thousand employees. Although I wrote twenty thousand dollars, but I, you know, it's they probably are are missing twenty thousand dollars. Probably more um, than twenty thousand dollars. But anyway, he. But anyway, he's he's. Uh, his lawyers aren't happy because now the courts are saying you have to file all of this in arbitration and there's like two companies doing arbitration and it was a lengthy read it was like you've got to be kidding me like Twitter's just so full of it right now no wonder I'm not really there I'm not really there either I mean I'm still gonna I'm still gonna have my blogs post to them until it goes, but I'm I'm not even I'm not even f- physically posting to it. I think what I'm gonna do is go buy Mona instead, um, so that I can you know help maintain you know both accounts in case I'm not at home. You know, uh, and then I can go figure out where I want to host things. So I haven't looked at this. I might want to look at it um, if I can at some point. Mozilla VPN? The uh, Cybercrime Magazine recommended? And you know Scott wouldn't recommend something if it wasn't... Uh, And we talked about that in voice messages. Uh, The thing of it is, is, I don't know... I'm using Mozilla, but I don't know... Where their VPN is it even isn't in in this application, so I'm curious I on. Don't know either. Is it? I know you have to. I know you could pay for it, but I don't know if it's. If there's an is app it an for extension? It? Is it? I mean, I don't know anything about it. I know of it. Like I don't I told either. You in, in messages. I, mean, I know of it too. Now that I heard it on the podcast. But I don't know. I've, I'm gonna have to catch up on the podcast. I haven't had time yet. Well, you know, it's it was one of those short things, you know, the elevator one. I think it was like, ding. Yeah, the elevator pitches. The the, the yeah, yeah, those are good. I like yeah. And it was an elevator pitch, and it was like, oh, Mozilla has a. VPN service. Go to Mozilla Firefighter and give you the Mozilla website. Mike, well, is it an app? Can you get it on so your email, phone? E- email TSB and ask because uh, Scott Scott is on our list. 
Yeah, maybe I will. The security backs at um nine eight six the mix. com. Yeah, I'll have to email out the security box list. Say hey, Scott. So, what um, do you think of our big topic? Emotive is back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm a, we're gonna have to go out and buy a whole new. Good thing I work at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> Why? See, we've been shitting because of these fucking stuff lately. <laughs> I know, right? Especially a new group. Oh, shit. I hope they don't. Oh, DDoS is all they did, you know? Jesus. I mean, yeah. that's bad enough, a denial of service attack. I mean, that's bad enough. I mean, yeah, they may not have gotten anything, but that's still bad enough. I mean, that's... Oh, that's nice. My book selection post missed its schedule. And then you'll have to blog about it once you're done reading it. You'll have to blog review I'm gonna go fix that right now. And then you can like send that the, post. You can send your review over to Scott Shapiro. And be like, hey man, I reviewed this book, and uh... just like I did with Andy. I was gonna do that, Andy. I never got to it. I don't think I should though. And let them know I like to send them. Book selection. Fancy Bear is now on the blog. So I haven't gotten to my morons. I don't. Did you read the uh, ordeal? Uh, oh, 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 you were there when we pl- when I oh on Saturday when I played what we will yes. be playing for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, about one of our two morons. Yeah, that was an interesting one. With the one. Indian, with the uh, in uh, a country of India. Yeah, I read your blog. You were steaming on that blog, and then I read the article, pending article. I'm like, what the freaking hell? My like, man. And that article sure. is longer than the nine-minute video that I played you on Saturday. And I go, man, how much diapers am I going to have to buy this week? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. How many diapers are you? Mm. How, how many bot? Are you buying the huge bulk bags of diapers, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, so I mean, that's that's wild with that freaking uh, a new group. Does this remind you of Russia? Oh, that's where that group came from. Anonymous Sudan. That was a Russian group. No, I'm talking about the India, the India, uh, 
oh, getting yeah, rid of. Um, yeah, yep. Yeah. That reminds me of Russia a lot. Is Doesn't Russia that remind you of Russia? Oh yeah. Man. I mean, just the history between Russia and man, long ass history. And what did you think of APT28 and Round Cube? <sighs> Round Cube. What a name. That's the name of that's the name of the app. It's it's uh we all have it in our webmail. Uh Round cube. What a name. The thing of it is, they're always and, and they're always doing it to Ukraine. You know, like like Ukraine's gonna actually care. You know, they're you know they're they're so used to Russia uh, going after them for so you know for this long that uh, okay, uh, you can steal what you want, but you know. I uh, I don't think. I mean. It's always going to be Ukraine and Russia already, you know. How about that three hundred dollars it would cost for uh for um internet gigabit speed? <laughs> I know it's it not is. security related, but it's it is tech pretty related. expensive. I'm not paying. Yeah, pretty expensive. That's expensive. I mean, you can get like 150 for like 150 a month through Comcast. <laughs> and what about that tech dirt, no nonsense article on on um, Reddit? <clears throat> oh, that app again? Yeah, that app. The one that's like just the one that took after Twitter. Yeah, that's and what I'm boy, saying. their users went ape. Yeah, and we talked about it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Boy, their users went ape last week during last week's program. We talked about it here, and then we talked about. It for their listeners over on Throwback and boy, yeah. uh, well, I do. I a lot, a lot them. of the articles are dealing with Reddit from the last, you know, week or so. Uh, we do have Patch Tuesday for June. It didn't mess with our settings. Both DJ Selrock and I both reported on Mastodon that they didn't mess with our appropriate settings. You noticed I came in without a problem on Saturday. It messed with mine. It broke my sounds. It didn't mess with mine. Yeah, it broke my sounds. Like my my one my main sounds for line one when you set it to listen to a device, it it set it yeah. to default. It set it back to default. Uh, see, it didn't do any of that with mine. So, oh, like, so you're still having that problem? Oh, that blows. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I fixed it. It's fine now, but yeah. Because I'm like, why? Oh, by the way, before you go, Terry, because my, my, um, and then I'm going to get into our morons. Um, 
Twitter, the worst in protecting LBGTQ, in, according to an article I read that covered um, the major social media platforms, including TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, um, and Twitter. And Twitter has was found to have been the worst. Yeah, I figured Twitter would uh, be the worst. At least Facebook is trying. Yes, at least Facebook is. It may not be perfect, but at least at least we can say they're trying. Twitter, yeah, okay. I'm gonna fire my entire accessibility team, and um, you know. I'm gonna fire my accessibility team, and I don't. I don't have to answer to anybody, so. That's right. Yeah, I don't have to do anything. <coughs> I don't have to answer anyone. It's fine. He <clears throat> never did answer that one article. No, and, he never uh, did. That was really never... well written. That I basically said bravo to. I mean, I, mm. I wrote a fr- freaking book on that article. Speaking of books, uh, we're going to be talking about Hacked again on Saturday. i, I got to read that one by Scott Schober. Oh, um, that was an awesome book. And it's a true story. Um, maybe podcast listeners uh, and I um, will get that one. Uh, maybe I'll play it for the podcast listeners as our ending um, for this week's show. Yeah. I will be reading that probably that Saturday. Too. I'll probably read it Saturday. <laughs> I just want to take as much time away from reading as I can for now because I had a big read uh, with uh, I had a big Krebs. read. Oh, that wasn't that big of a read. That wasn't as large as, of a read as the one that I did, and you didn't have to deal with uh, CSAM at all in that book, so don't give me that. No, but I'm saying it was a long read because you know, all the chapters were pretty long, even though it was only a 12-chapter book, but it was a long read. Yeah, you, eight hours compared to ten, and, and I had what? What was it? An hour at least of de- or forty-five minutes dealing with CSAM. You didn't have any of that until I until I read that book. Then I will. <laughs> I it's still it's in my list. I just haven't got it yet. Actually, I think that book is twelve hours, isn't it? Uh, I think so. I think I know Fancy Bear. I think it's like sixteen. Fancy that's gonna be a, fifteen and change. It, yeah, uh, that's gonna be a good one. All right, guys, well, I'm gonna good. take off because I got four minutes, so I am gonna be getting to work. Okay, well, glad. I, I mean, I pinged you. I was hoping you'd show up. I, uh, I'm surprised Preston didn't. I know Nick isn't, but I'll keep yep. the room open because people will probably want to come in and listen. I know it's not gonna be on replay, but hey. That's sort of how that's going to go. Yep. Alrighty. I'll see you later, Jared. See you on Saturday. Yep. So, uh, I think what we're going to do, ladies and gents, 
is we're going to actually play this um, file. And even though it's not going to be on replay on Clubhouse, I am going to um, I am going to uh, play in Clubhouse. And uh, this particular one, and you can find it on the blog, is going to be our first of two morons. India bans encrypted messaging apps is the name of the video. It's from a YouTube channel that I've not subscribe to but this one is our first of two morons of the podcast so it looks like india found one really extreme solution to their whatsapp problem they just became the first democracy to ban encrypted messaging apps on a massive scale and they did this just a few days before press freedom day how ironic and you guys are never gonna guess the reason that they used for this it's i'll give you a hint they're not protecting the children this time i know it's a shock we've got to stop end-to-end encrypted or encrypted messaging apps because of terrorists <laughs> the heck of terrorists man so in India, apps including Briar, Element, and Threema got blocked beginning of May based on the arguments that these apps would be used by terrorists and that these apps would not have a representative for government contact based in India. However, it more looks like a strategic decision to stop Indian people from using secure and anonymous messaging apps. This makes India the first democracy to follow in the footsteps of authoritarian governments like Iran and Russia. So let's see, I think we've got a list of these apps here. So according to the Indian Express, 14 mobile applications that provided end-to-end encryption messaging services or enabled peer-to-peer messaging, uh, namely Wickerme, Mediafire, Briar, Bchat, Nanbox, Konion, IMO, Element, Second Line, Zangi, Threema, Cryptvisor, Enigma, and Safe Swiss were blocked in India following the recommendation of the Ministry of Home Affairs beginning of May. These apps have been blocked under Section 69A of the Indian Information Technology Act 2000. The 14 apps were banned because they were being used by terrorists and their supporters in Jammu and Kashmir, according to central intelligence agencies in India. A source told the Indian Express that the intelligence agencies also informed the MHA that most of these apps are designed to provide anonymity to their users and their features make it tough to resolve the entities associated with them. These mobile apps aid the terrorists and their affiliates to engage in activities which are prejudicial to sovereignty and integrity of India and can disturb peace and harmony 
The block included free software apps such as Briar and Element, which are now banned in India. The reason the officials give for justifying the ban is that these apps would not have any representatives in India and cannot be contacted for seeking information as mandated by the Indian laws. Yeah, that's the whole point. They're free and open source apps that don't have some spook behind them that controls them that can all of a sudden spy on people because, oh, no, there's the heckin' terrorist. Yeah, look, look, okay. As an American, all right, India, I, I know that the heckin' terrorist excuse is a fugazi most of the time, okay? We invented the heckin' terrorist excuse. We invented the war on terror, okay? We invented the concept of spying on people in order to prevent heckin' terrorism, something that probably kills fewer people per year than, or at least in America, than, like, snake bites. I don't know. I mean, there's probably more uh, terrorism in India because you guys actually have land borders with uh, some of the places where the heckin' terrorizers come from. But... But, okay, on the grand scale of things, okay, I'm not going to look this up now, but I'm I'm just going to put it out there, right? What is my source? I, I fucking guessed, okay? That's my source for this. I think terrorism is a relatively small problem in India, okay? You probably have more people dying from, like, I don't know, slipping and falling in the bath or in the shower than dying from terrorism, okay, in India. That's that's my stat that I'm not even going to look up, that I'm just going to put out there. So is it that serious that we need to spy on everyone in India and that we have to shut down every end-to-end encrypted app to stop the terrorizers? Is it really that serious of a problem? Element already published a statement regarding the issue, explaining that they do reply to Indian government requests. While in Element never compromises end-to-end encryption or user privacy, we have been contacted by Indian authorities in the past and addressed them in a constructive fashion, typically responding same day. Yeah, so they give you what you got or what they got. I imagine it's the same as Signal, which um, I don't see Signal mentioned in this, but we we know that like when the feds press Signal for information on their users, they provide it. It's just the only information that Signal has is when you created your account and the last time you signed in. That's the only information that we store about our users. This statement makes India's argumentation on why the block was necessary look less convincing. Oh, you don't say. It would be very worrisome if India, at the as the first democratically elected government, goes down the same path as authoritarian governments like Iran and Russia, where encrypted communication tools are blocked on a massive scale already. Well, India might be the first democracy to do this, but trust me, there's a lot of other democracies that would love to do this, okay? The U.S. would love to do this. The U.S. has already proposed banning encryption or backdooring encryption like five times in the past year. Uh, Australia's got a thing where the federal police (laughs) are uh, able to take over apps and they're able to give gag orders to the app's developer where they're not even able to tell people that they've taken over the app. So it it really doesn't matter whether someone is, is a democracy or not. It really boils down to... Again, digital literacy, right? I know I sound like a, a broken record, but uh, you know, as that um, oh, I can't, I can't remember his name, but it's it's like a meme 
where uh, this guy was talking about the flaw with democracy, and he says it's of the people, by the people, for the people. And then there's a long pause. But the people are retarded. <laughs> That's what I think of whenever it comes to democracy with technology law, because so many people choose, right? At this point, it's a choice to be so illiterate about technology, okay? These computers have been around since the 60s, okay? They were used to put a man on the moon, right? And there's more there's more computing power in a pocket calculator than all of the computers combined that put a man on the moon. But the fact still remains that these computers were around for 60 some odd years okay so the fact that people don't understand them is uh it's really on you at this point okay there's there's no excuse it's it's almost like being illiterate in modern day okay if somebody told you that they're illiterate in modern day which does happen right even in first world countries like america there's some people who i don't know they had to work in a coal mine or something like that when they were a kid and so they weren't in school when the teachers were teaching how to read and you know, they just that just kept getting kicked down the road. You know, they kept working in coal mines or they kept falling on hard times and couldn't catch up with time to read. And hey, now they're, you know, 45 years old and they're trying to like order a donut or something or order a coffee, but they can't read the menu. It does happen. Right. Floyd Mayweather. That's <laughs> that's an example, although he's like super rich. Right. That's he he might be the richest illiterate person of all time. Right. The most wealthy illiterate person. Actually, no, nah, probably not. There are probably a bunch of people back in the day. that are like super rich, but couldn't read. Anyway, the the technological literacy is important because if we have a democracy of tech illiterate people, then it's only a matter of time until the people who are in control who, you know, also don't understand how this technology works, or maybe they do understand how it works and they just want to exploit you, are going to exploit you. So, uh, yeah, India, if you have an option to, I guess, vote against this, you, you need to vote to bring back your encryption, right? Encryption brings safety, like it says right here. These governments tend to neglect that encryption brings safety to all of us. We must not take privacy away from citizens, as that would make the web, as such, completely insecure. Absolutely true. All right, folks, that was a nine-minute video, which you could find a full-length article on. Indian bans encrypted messaging apps, so... <clears throat> if I were a betting man, you can't use iMessage. You can't, no, no, no. Can't use Google Voice. Can't use any of those. Because at some point, well, at least iMessage anyway, that's all encrypted. So say goodbye to iMessage. So, let's bring on there's what I want Clubhouse we do have a member who has been on this program before so I've invited them up to see I know they probably didn't hear everything but uh, we'll see what they would like to contribute 
in regards to that stupidity going on in India. And that reminds me, we do have one more complete moron coming out of India in regards to a company who actually called me during the Thanksgiving break and wanted to try and tell me that uh, they can do a lot for me. They can do app development and this, that, and the other. And yes, I have had an app developed for me. I even signed paperwork and never saw the app. And to make things worse, this company whose name is GoIGI uh, they're based in India. <clears throat> and when I asked them if they do accessibility work, because I said one of the things I did do when your last representative called me was visit your website. And you have links that says link. It'll say something like 24542198 as an example. I said, this isn't accessible with access technology. And they're, they keep saying, oh, our customers are happy with our work. I said, how many of them are disabled? I work the, with the disability community. I'm disabled myself. Well, I didn't tell them I'm disabled myself, but I told them, uh, you know, I <clears throat> want to make sure it's accessible. Your website's not accessible. By the way, they once called me, I believe, with a 646 number at once. And then they go ahead and call me now from a Los Angeles-based phone number. So they now get our second moron of the podcast. You've got a, a, a country who wants to, you know... Get rid of encryption, and then you've got another company coming from that stating, oh, uh, we'll uh, do all of your work for you. Well, I'm on an SSL encrypted connection on my server, so good luck. Wow. Wow. India is really... Interesting. Wow. And then the gentleman, because I hung up on him, uh, he he tried to call me back, and I just rejected the call because I, <laughs> you know, he he wants to keep going at at it and saying, "Oh, our customers are happy. I want to know about accessibility. Do you? Does you? It seems like they don't even understand what accessibility is. So I said, until you understand that, I'm not. I, and I don't. I didn't tell him that I'm not. I don't outsource my work. <clears throat> Oh, you don't outsource your work? No, ma'am. I do all of my work myself. All right. That's good. The Mixes website was done by hand. Um, My website was done by hand. Um, You know, the tech blog, sure, it's got plugins and things, but I do all the blogging myself. You know, unless somebody wants to blog you know, through it. They can do that. But it's all in-house 
on a United Man. States server and following U.S. rule. So speaking of, speaking of the mix, <clears throat> it's a great website, by the way. Yep, nice and uh, the one that's writing it now um, actually learned from me, so they are now managing the day-to-day operation of it, and I do from time to time go there, and I'll fix broken code and, and sort so how of much clean do you it charge? up, but for the most um, I charge $5 each six-minute bracket, or fifty dollars, which comes out to about fifty dollars an hour. Okay. But I could, in theory, negotiate. Um, it's not a hard set price, but it is. I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, I would like a website. Um, for this. I remember when I you own. came on the show the last time you were talking about wanting to do a website and then we sort of lost contact so yeah let's... we did I I lost I had left for a while because of some other issues but I am back now Well, while this room isn't being taped today because of our own technical issues, the podcast is still going to be around. Um, I did leave you a back channel with contact info, I think. I don't know um, where and that And I know we still have a topic to get to, which is quite interesting as part of our uh, quarterly threats, trends, and intelligence uh, yeah, report wow. coverage that we do but on the wow, podcast. India? But yeah, India, wow. That's that's crazy. So, so this company is from India, and yet here we go with a moron because the whole country wants to ban um, messaging apps using end-to-end encryption, otherwise known as a new term, E2EE. Why do they uh, want to ban that? the shorthand form of E2EE uh, for end-to-end encryption. Are you serious? So India, so all of That's your... what you were listening to when you were coming in. When you came in, that's what you were listening to. So... This, and the full article is on our blog. So iMessage is going to be gone. Probably... Anything that, any messaging apps, if you're in India... You're going to be banned from using it. And and what's funny is, I'd like to see how they're going to enforce it. That's what I would like to see as well. I would love to see that. I mean, we talked on this very podcast about Montana banning TikTok. And I said the same thing then I'm going to say now. How are you going to enforce it? I mean... Could you be like failed to send? And like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any. I don't know if iMessage is actually part of it. There were nine different apps in the article. It's a very lengthy article. It's longer than that nine minute video, but he did mention the specific apps in question. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could always do, like, fail descend or something like that, but, like, I don't know how else you would enforce that. Not quite sure. That would have to be on the carrier end or on the right. per, on on the app end. Right. Right. Um where is Oh there it is. <clears throat> Here is the link to the blog post I posted on Saturday prior to um, the security hour where it will link to both the video that you listen to and the uh, lengthy article which uh, I did not read but I know uh, Tutanota is a, is a news source that's where the article came from and apparently this was May um, the beginning of May so I'd like to see how they're going to enforce that just like um, the US enforcing Montana's ban on TikTok I I don't see that happening I don't don't see that happening either I don't see that happening just don't get it just don't see it at all no. But wow, India. Yeah. Huh? Ah, that's all I can say. So I'd be curious <clears throat> to see. I would be curious to see, like. How are all the carriers responding to this? You know what I mean? Like, how are the cell phone carriers responding to this? That's what I'm curious to see. I don't, uh, to be honest, I don't think the cell phone, at least for the for the app, um, apps being blocked in India. I, there's no. The, it, it would have to be up to the India characters. Our carriers don't get involved in any of that. Oh, uh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, our carriers have nothing to do. Uh-oh. I mean, if if iMessage were on the list, which it which it doesn't seem to be, um, then that would be an Apple thing. But you could get around that by using an email address like you do with iMessage like um, right. I publicly have tech at menv.org is my iMessage in my iMessage so you can email me or you can text me using iMessage using tech at menv.org you can text me okay. using the using Reimer at 986themix.com I've got other addresses that are on my iCloud too and that would right. go around knowing what phone number you're using. So I, I would, right. I, I would, if I were people in India, I would look at getting 
you know, something like, although WhatsApp, WhatsApp should probably be on that list because it is true E2EE, um, right. but it's not on that list. So I, I would be getting WhatsApp, signing up with them, <clears throat> and I, I would use that for your communication until the c- country decides they're going to ban it, which, I, again, I, I don't see how they're going to enforce it. I don't, I don't, me neither. Uh, I don't. So what else are we talking about today? We have gone through the news um, that we posted to the blog, and our main topic is going to be Emotit returns from break. They were... Emotit is a very nasty... um, piece of malware they actually started as a banking trojan but now they've their whole infrastructure was taken down last year there's complete coverage on the blog and podcast about it and according to the the um latest report coming out uh they're back and um the article is titled emotic returns from hiatus trails QBot in Q1 uh, volume. And the publication wow. was Fish Labs. And we sent this to our TSB email list on 4.14.23. And it was written 4.13. Mm-hmm. So um, this was the Threat Trends report that Fish Labs does each quarter. And this covers quarter one. It's uh, January to March. Okay. Um, I'm not even... I, I didn't even go and fix all my Q-Bots because it's actually capital Q yeah. and then capital Bot. And the way that it writes it in Braille is um, because it's... <laughs> it it does this it uh, it thinks it's it's a string until it finds that ot isn't it does the double cap qb the terminator ot and it's supposed to be written capital q capital bot but i didn't go and change all that because i've got too many instances in there and i only did the show notes this morning in braille so we're just gonna have to deal um so, uh, those who've been on our podcast before know that that um, Emotic's more than just a banking trojan. They're, they're, they, they had a ton of infrastructure and used other resources. And... No, I don't want that one. I want this. I want... I want to copy that. And... 
we're going to put the link to the article <clears throat> so those on Clubhouse can follow along if they wish. So, uh, QBot and Emotic payloads continued to more, uh, let's see, uh, uh, contributed uh, to more than 93% of reported payload volume in Q1, according to Fortress Fish Labs. While Qbot represented the majority of attacks. This is the first known activity by emotic actors since 2022 and the largest spike in emotic reports since Q2 of last year. Says the first says a paragraph. So basically their infrastructure was interrupted by law enforcement and they had to take time and rebuild and when they came back this is what we're seeing the second paragraph says email payloads remain the primary delivery method of ransomware targeting organizations. Fish Labs suspicious email analysis solution continuously monitors payload families reported in corporate inboxes to help mitigate attacks targeting their businesses. Below are the top payload threats to Enterprises in Q1. So, there are actually headings, and each one is discussed and what they do. One of the particulars, we actually had a podcast covering it as part of one of our other threat trends and intelligence reports from Fish Labs and you'll know the name if you've been on this podcast long enough because the name is Ice ID or Iced ID I think is what it is Iced ID and all of these need to be known because as I've said on this program numerous times if somebody emails me at an email address I don't make public trying to get me to click telling me whatever the email is telling me you know a package is delayed or you know an invoice hasn't been paid you know whatever it might be you know it's it's part of a, the attack infrastructure and uh, what we've got to realize is that we could be targeted just as much as you at your job. So, 
Uh, Qbot is the first heading, and Qbot is known as QAK bot. And I've purposefully italicized these, but I'm not going to mention that. But it's actually QAK bot. It had an 87.8% of payload volume in Q1. The full paragraph, which talks about what QBot is, says QBot, in parentheses QAKBot, represented 87.8% of payload volume in Q1. A QBot is a prominent information stealer and backdoor associated with ransomware actors Black Basta, Egregor, and Doppelpamer, all groups which we've talked about on this podcast before. <clears throat> As I write in the notes, some of these names we talked about in the past and should not be a surprise to some. Maybe new to others, I write. Qbot is primarily distributed via malicious attachments and email phishing campaigns, with operators regularly changing tactics to ensure the successful delivery of the malware. Most recently, OneNote and Adobe documents have been used to deliver QBot. Now, this this is important because a lot of us in this community deal with PDF documents. The portable document format, which is what PDF stands for, was this was a file format from Adobe if my memory serves me and if I'm wrong then somebody can correct me once a file is made into a PDF unless you have a PDF maker you can't change the file so this is important but these types of files unbeknownst to me can include other types of things you know they're used for forms so they include you know uh, edit boxes check boxes and the like and the ability to digitally sign your document. But it 
it, it in itself being a PDF isn't malicious in itself. It's what's included in the file, which we don't know. So, uh, it is also distributed in HTML smuggling campaigns. I don't know exactly what that would entail. Unless you attach an HTML file and send me a blank email? Not exactly sure. Qbot is capable of self-spreading C2 communication and sandbox detection in addition to a host of other functionalities. So if you're running in a sandbox, that's probably a good thing because if it detects a sandbox, it's not going to do anything, at least from what I understand in regards to how a lot of this malware works. If it knows it's in a sandbox, it's not going to do anything because it knows it's being watched. This is the second consecutive quarter where QBot has led malware reports. Now, I don't remember I, I don't remember this being the case. Actually, yes I do. Uh, we covered QBot last time. So yes, they are still in the pack. So let's move along to emote it now emote it represented six percent of payload volume in q1 resuming operations in march after a multi-month hiatus emote it actors have previously halted operations for periods of time to add to or edit the malware's functionality. Emotic is a highly sophisticated and evasive malware that has been associated with ransomware families Ryuk, uh, spelled R-Y-U-K, and Conti. And as we know and covered on the podcast that Conti's name as as a threat is no more. Uh, Conti disbanded, but their name lives on in history. Emotet was considered one of the world's largest botnets 
before its brief dismantling by authorities in 2021. Operators are continually enhancing the malware's feature set and means of distribution. Recent emoted campaigns are using binary padding as a way to bypass endpoint detection. This tactic involves inflating file sizes to exceed limitations imposed by anti-malware solutions. So we talked about this a little bit before. This is uh, one of those where you uh, might receive like a 500 meg file but the file itself could be 10 let's call it let's call it for round, round, round numbers 10 megs now how the hell you could receive that in your email when email limitations nowadays are 20 megabytes is beyond me but that's that's the understanding and we've covered this before so iced ID is next and it's iced and then ID is capitalized capital iced and capital ID Iced ID was the third most reported malware family in Q1, making up 3% of payload volume. Initially distributed as a banking trojan, Iced ID operators have recently removed its banking functionalities. These changes allowed newer variants to act as droppers of additional malware such as ransomware. Changes in malware functionality are common for malware families as properties shift and new means of evasion are needed. The code updates to the iced ID uh, to iced ID allow criminals to facilitate different types of attacks thus expanding its user base in ransomware as a service otherwise known in this industry as RAAS where the R and the S are capitalized op uh, options Recent Iced ID campaigns, the next paragraph says, have been distributed using OneNote documents in phishing campaigns. Now, I don't have OneNote. I don't have a reason for it. But we need to be concerned about it because if you have OneNote, there is a concern for you. We covered Iced ID in the past. Search the blog for that podcast. And the final paragraph we're going to highlight as part of today's discussion says, 
malware continues to represent a significant threat to organizations. Damage associated with a malicious payload can range from network compromise to harvested data or a ransomware attack. Fish Labs continues to monitor malware activity and tactics in order to better detect these threats and protect organizations from attacks. My question to the listenership is what do you think? Now people have come out you know have come in and have left the um, room here and while I know that this is not going to be on replay if you would like to leave your comments on what you think of these things please leave a message by sending me an email at j-a-r-e-d-r-i-m-e-r at 986nx.com text or whatsapp 804-442-6975 you can also iMessage me at the above email address or you can use my tech at menvi.org email address and of course we want to know what you think. You know, what, do you think that you could, in theory, be targeted with such a thing? And how would you protect yourself from it? You know, do you have, do you run something like malware bytes or some other piece of software, or do you run? Uh, without it and you just don't run anything you're not expecting which is what you really should do do you go looking for things that you know you know and and find yourself not sure what's going on you know let me know how you're dealing with the landscape Well, since I don't have any replay, and we're pretty much done with the program as I've had it, and I know Nick has other commitments, we can call this show an early show being done. The podcast edition of the program will be coming up later on today, and we will have a an update to email host security's uh, website as well later on today, as discussed earlier, and you can get a copy on our website at email host security. Dot com. We haven't played these in a while, 
So here is information on how you can join us each week on Clubhouse. And information on our email list. And the podcast is then going to play some music. I'm going to end the room now on Clubhouse. Thanks so much for listening. And do make it a great day. I'm not going to recap the music set, but I appreciate everybody for listening. And if you have other ways to contact me, please feel free to use that contact information. Thanks so much, and make it a great day. like to join us on the security box email list several of us will post articles several may comment on the articles and you're welcome to join us to talk about what interests you post articles join the discussion and maybe learn something that you might not have learned before the subscription process is fairly easy just send a blank email to the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com or find a link to the security box at 986themix.com under the list for social media. This service is part of 986themix's email list. Come join us today. you like to be a part of the live taping on Wednesdays you're welcome to do so the taping is on clubhouse for a link to my clubhouse where you can follow me please go to jaredreimer.net that's j-a-r-e-d r-i-m-e-r dot n-e-t and under social media you will find a link to my clubhouse profile please feel free to follow me there and you will be notified of the room's creation all times will be given in your local time and the rooms are on replay remember you can be that voice that can help out in this industry and we would love to have you learn share and or even listen if you'd like clubhouse is not associated with the jared reimer network it is a third-party application for more information please go to clubhouse.com
Another one bust the dust. Hey, hey! Another one bust the dust. Hey. 